look at this world, isn't it bleak? You might even ask, is this movie complete? Why do they jump? Why do they run? Why do they stay out there in the sun? You're asking me, why would I be part of this world? We're going to talk about why as we cover the Netflix movie Bubble this week on Shonen and Suds. Cody. <laughs> How you doing, bud? Oh man, Chris. Man, you just I didn't know you sung, Chris. That was that was nice. That was a uh, Oh, thank you. Thank you. That might have been our yeah. might have been our best intro yet, you know. Uh, <laughs> man. Yeah, proud. Uh, proud. I, I have a oh, thanks thanks dad. I've got a <laughs> lot of questions. Um cuz I I don't I don't know if I like this. I I I think there was a lot of good here. The uh, let's let's you know let's put it out there up front. You know the the movie was beautiful. It was a beautiful movie to watch, and I thought the soundtrack was very solid. Yeah, and of course, you know before we before we you know we dive in, just spoilers ahead. Oh, if yeah. you guys haven't seen, we're covering Bubble this week, the brand new 2022 Netflix animation from yeah, Wit Studio. Uh, Wit Studio, yeah. Um, but uh, carry on, carry on, please. I was saying, yeah, so get get out, so hop in your bubble and get on out of here if you haven't watched it yet and you don't want any spoilers because uh, they're coming in hot and heavy. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, I I, I mean clearly because this isn't the same director or the same team that did Weathering with You and Your Name, correct? I don't. These aren't the, I'm gonna double check while while we're talking. Okay. I've so, heard this is like a star-studded cast. We have. Um, Tetsuyu, Tetsuro Araki. Uh, Tetsuro Araki, yes. Worked on Death Note, High School of the Dead, Attack on Titan. Mm -hmm. Um, he was the director. And then, I saw some stuff about the writer, who is Jin Urobuchi. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly has... And he's worked on, he worked on Fate Zero, which is, like, top five anime of all time for me. Um... And he worked on like Magi Madoka. Mag I don't know how to, what that show is, but the show with the witches and Psychopaths. Um, but I've heard that they kind of just like he didn't really write this full thing. It was more like him and like somebody else, um, like a think tank kind of thing. Yeah, and it seemed like they throw his name on things just as like a PR move. Uh, I was re uh, I kind of got into a deep dive on Reddit right before uh, you hopped in the di Discord, and I was like, huh. Interesting. Um, no, this isn't like the exact same team that was on your name. This isn't like Makoto Shinkai or anything like that. I'm sure there's some, you know, some animators and some. I'm sure there's plenty of people that worked on it um, that were part of it. Um, but as far as the story goes, I think that was like Jin Irobuchi and like one other guy, or at least a couple other guys. I don't know. Reddit knows more than I do about this stuff, though. So. You know. <laughs> yeah, but but it it definitely fell flat in my opinion. Yeah, the story is definitely the the weak point it's here. Weird, right? Like it's it's weird, and like they try to take these deep, like philosophical oh vortexes. They they break, they reform, and they uh. The, the, but it just came across as like rhetorical, and like felt like it had nothing to do with the story. Yeah. So. Like I don't know. And before I started watching it, I saw you posted that thing about there's a whole lot of parkour, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "What?" And I like start the movie, and I'm like, "He says mermaid," and I'm like, "Okay, Little Mermaid. We're gonna we're gonna lean into the Little Mermaid here again." Which okay, this is like the fifth time in Japanese animation we've done that, but mm -hmm. you know, here we go again. Um, but then it turns into like this parkour game of capture the flag, and I'm like, "What the fuck? What?" Yeah. <laughs> And then it's like, there, there's this bubble, what do they call it? The bubble, like, fall or whatever, uh, original. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, you know, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that with the old, with, the, with the, the softest, cutest, natural disaster since the Great Chipmunk Fire of 1863, <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah, just bubbles are falling, and then, boom, one explodes and, like, fucks up Tokyo. Yeah, and then the next thing we know, we're in a dystopian, post-apocalyptic parkour world or city of Tokyo. Yeah, and Tokyo is the only city that's like this. Um, there was like other. <laughs> the rest of the world is like, what the fuck are they doing? 
Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see, like, the rest of the world, like, they're, like, watching on the news, like, uh, those weird kids are in the bubble still doing that parkour game thing. Um, it's like, they know they can leave, right? Like, they uh, can literally leave the bubble at any time. Yeah, it's very, very odd. Um, yeah. Like, if they were trapped in the bubble, it would make a lot more sense, but they're fucking not. Yeah, you can just leave the bubble. Like, yeah. Not to burst your bubble, but you can leave. <laughs> yeah, it turns out you can just fucking leave. But you know what, Cody? We're get, we're getting we're coming in a little too hot. We need to we need to divert some of this energy into uh, you know, perhaps an introduction. Uh again, welcome to Shonen and Suds. As always, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. And as if you can't tell, we are coming in hot on bubble. Uh, again, new uh, Netflix anime, brand new, just came out this past week. So we're coming, we're we're catching it like week one. Um, and are they going to catch it when we get into it? But uh, it's not our favorite. Um, but that's not to say that it's bad. It just, it's definitely. I I think we expected more coming from Wit Studio. Um, I don't know. I, I think because like the the movies that we've seen come out of this studio. Yes, I realize it's just a production company, but still. There's there's a pretty high fucking bar, and I think Bubble, maybe they were trying to sneak Bubble through there just to ride on the coattails of the other ones, but this one's not even close, not even in the league, uh, as uh, you know, weathering with you and your name, like it's it's not. I mean, it, 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 they can't even shine those movies shoes with a bubble. And it, and it's almost like it. It's, I saw a lot of people comparing it to weathering with you and your name, like. Not even fucking. Well, they were like just the fact in weathering with you that like Tokyo's like flooding and things like that. And I'm like, that's that's why I told you I was like, boy, the anime they've gotten to a point now recently, Cody, that they are anime is really leaning into the fact that Japan is literally a natural disaster away from (laughs) being at the bottom of the fucking ocean, and maybe they've all just kind of they're kind of living with it now. Like, eh, could be tomorrow, could be next year, could be five years from now, could be right now. Yeah, they like. I mean, even when we covered Japan Sinks, we found out there was another anime that was basically like a year before that that involved like earthquakes in Japan Sink. I, yeah. I don't even remember the name of that one, unfortunately. Um, yeah, they're really. I that one's called Japan Quakes. Yeah, it's some something along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like the animation obviously is top tier. Um, Wit Studio doesn't mess around with that. Um, but, yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful to watch. Shit. Beautiful to listen to. The voice acting is top notch. The soundtrack is top notch. The animation, like there were some very like some scenes where I was just just in awe looking at my TV screen. But then I quickly be brought back to reality and be like, what the fuck are they doing here? What am I watching? Yeah, like the story really falls short. Especially like you have like this awesome like parkour scene, and there's tons of those. Like the action scenes are really cool, but like yeah. they're building up to. Not much. And then, like, the, the yeah. relationship that they try to form between our two main characters is kind of falls... so... It falls flat for me. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Like, but... I don't get this kind of fake-ass fucking love story they tried to... The, 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 it very much feels shoehorned. And that's one thing I, I often, like, laud and just love about Japanese animation is that a lot of times they don't shoe in a love story they're not afraid to tell the story of the boy and the girl who are who end up becoming friends um like perfect example is erased i love the fact that those two that they did not end up together and i i I hate granted the main characters in this don't end up together and of course we'll get into that but i don't think they really should have forced this love story that makes no fucking sense whatsoever into this yeah like you Basically starts to fall for a girl that can barely talk, and I don't know. Yeah, what, that's not, course. and that's not even a girl. She's not even a girl. She's those, she's made of bubbles. She's a bubble. <laughs> she's made of bubbles. She's a goddamn bubble. Um, but yeah, of course we'll get into that. Um, real quick before we dive into that, um, just want to do yeah, a little housekeeping. Yeah, real a little, quick, a little bit of housekeeping here. So, uh, obviously we have our Florida trip coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna do two back-to-back movies. First one coming up next week. We talked about last week. It's going to be Fireworks. Yep. Um, if you guys want to watch that, it's available on Netflix as well. Um, and then the following week, we made the executive decision since we're going to Florida. Uh, we're going to have to record on Wednesday again, which obviously today we're recording on Wednesday. Um, so we're going to cover Spirited Away. Obviously, you guys, if you guys watch anime, you know what Spirited Away is. 
Uh, if you want to watch the, watch that with us, it's on HBO Max. Um, I don't know where else it is. I just know for sure it's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that we will cover on the twentieth. Is it the twentieth? I think it's the twentieth. Let me pull up my calendar one more time. Mm-hmm. The nineteenth. I'm sorry, the nineteenth. Um, and then the week after that, on the twenty sixth of May, we are going to start Demon Slayer back up because. Dub is fully done now, so we're going to cover the Mugen Train arc on the 26th and the Entertainment District arc on the 2nd. Perfect. So we have our whole, love it. our whole next four weeks. One, two, three. Math is hard, Chris. Our next four weeks are pretty much planned out, so that is, that is the, the schedule for us. Bubble today, fireworks next week, Spirited Away, and then Demon Slayer. So you guys are trying to keep up with us. That's our schedule over the next four or five weeks, and uh, a, a lot of gas. I, I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to get back into Demon Slayer. I know it's a few weeks away still, but I'm really excited yeah, I am for that. Also excited. Yeah. Um, and then our polls will start up um, after that. After we get through, you know, revisiting the Mugen Train arc, we will have polls and everything like that, and be back to our regular schedule. You know, do a vote, do a show, do a vote, do a movie. Um, that's right. Kind of that's format right. we usually stick to. Um, exactly. Yeah. So but that's, you know, yeah, that's all the housekeeping I got. We're not gonna really. I don't really have much news today. Um, just because we got to make it a shorter podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. we've got some planes we got to take care of tomorrow's the big Cinco de Mayo. Chris, I'm ready to get drunk. See, fucking see, Senor, I am so ready. I'm really glad that you said that you we, you needed to record today because I was like, at first I was like, oh dang. I needed to record Thursday, and I was like, wait, Thursday Cinco de Mayo. Wednesday's much better for me, actually. So, uh, Of course, we're coming right. to you on, on the 4th of Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> the Quattro de Mayo. Quattro de Mayo, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah so that, that's all the housekeeping I got out of the way. Um, take it away, Chris. Well, I don't know about you, because I don't know about you, man. I'm thirsty. Hearing all, hearing all that has made me thirsty, and all this hooting and hollering has made me quite parched. So I need to know, what's drinking all right, Chris, not to let the people down. Um, I once again am a margarita addict, uh, you know, gearing up for Cinco. It's the season. Yeah, so I don't have a can to crack, though. I, don't, I didn't buy, like, a, uh, like a, like a canned margarita. I'll give you a little. That's oh, just, there it is. It's just the, the ice in, in my cup here. <laughs> yeah, so I, right. I got a nice strawberry margarita, though. Um, nothing mm. too fancy, just a pre-made bar- brand, nothing Nothing too crazy. Save the good stuff for tomorrow when I go out to Las sure. Margaritas. You know, we'll get the, the Cadillac Margarita or whatever they're they're calling it these days. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, I'm having a strawberry margarita. Chris, now you told me that you finally got some things down in your neck of the woods um, that, you know, we've had here in St. Louis forever. What are, what are you drinking this today? I heard a crack. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so finally, you know, I, I uh, we are, Virginia feels like it's definitely the internet explorer of, you know, we're, we're so far fucking behind um, when it comes to getting all like the new seltzer flavors and stuff. Um, I was at the grocery store. We finally got the hard soda ones here. Now, granted, I had these when we were down in Florida, but I really wanted to have them again on the podcast. So, Cody, right now I've got myself a Bud Light hard soda, orange soda seltzer. And who loves orange soda? I do, I do, I do, ooh. Best flavor in the and, uh, I, can... <laughs> uh, I actually like these all a lot more the second time around. Um, the orange one's great. The citrus one is great. Uh, the cola might actually end up being my least favorite now just because it does taste like a little, almost like it's a flat cola. Or like a like a real shitty like a diet right. Yeah, it was it was pretty disappointing for me the first time I had it. Um, I've had it a few more times now, um, and I, I think they're all. It, it's kind of become like like when we only had the truly lemonades, right? Like we would just yeah. champ through like some of the other flavors. Like at first, mm-hmm. I didn't really like the mango one, and I didn't really like the black cherry. Or I think mm-hmm. it was black cherry or blackberry. Remember, either way, it's like one of my favorites. Now. Like yeah. Like they they start to grow on you, but you know, in your defense of of drinking this again, um, you know when you were in Florida and you were having those, Chris, we were pretty shit faced. We're not. I was hammered. Yeah, you were. You were. Yeah, you were pounding those down like two at a time. (laughs) Like like no big deal. Go down so smooth. They go down 
so smooth. Cody, the thing is, I you put a whole case. I, I will drink. I can drink an entire case of these in one sitting and fucking go do like some fucking construction work outside. <laughs> yeah, but like you didn't get the chance to like really uh, uh, voice your opinion on the flavors. You know, we we were we were playing cards. We were playing board games. We were going to watch wrestling. We were just caring about getting to where we were trying to get to. Exactly. It was about the destination, not the journey. Whereas in this case, uh, you know, I, I I've been drinking them throughout the week, and uh, they're they're all excellent. Uh, the orange soda is very very good. Um, probably I would agree the best one in the pack. Uh, the citrus soda, which I remember being my least favorite in Florida, is probably my second favorite. Um, it definitely ends up tasting more like some sort of like Mountain Dew flavor, not like Mountain Dew regular ass Mountain Dew, but some offshoot of Mountain Dew. Yeah, we're going um, we're going like mellow yellow or something. Yeah, yeah, very mellow yellow. Um, the cherry cola is good, um, and the 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 regular cola is fine. Both of them end up tasting like they're both good, but they both end up tasting like a cherry zero calorie or like a diet cherry soda, which again is absolutely fine. I've had my fair share of like diet cherry Pepsi and shit like that, so there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I just think the orange and the citrus definitely steal the show. The orange is it's perfection. I wish you could just get a case of that, honestly. Absolutely. Well, you can. You just go to the 7-Eleven and buy, like, 24 fucking sparks. <laughs> then, then your liver just fails. <laughs> That's right. And we need it to stick around just a little bit longer. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly. a, that, that's enough talk about the suds, Chris. Now we got to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about more suds. See what I was doing there? What what a yeah, transition! You, you, what a segue! <laughs> what a champ! What a champ! So yes, of course we are talking about Bubble. This is a 2022 film. I want to say it actually released uh, in February of this year. Um, it's product uh, produced by Wit Studio. Of course, has a massive pedigree. Uh, we mentioned the director and the writing team. You know, this is an all-star cast of production and um, behind the scenes work. Um, and it debuted, uh, we watched it, it just popped up at the end of April on the 28th on Netflix. Uh, Runtime is about an hour and 45 minutes, um, so it's a very quick watch. But it definitely falls short. Um, basically, the, the plot of the movie is, um, out of one day in the near future, basically, bubbles. Bubbles. Bubbles just kind of start <laughs> raining from all across the globe, just start falling to the earth. Um, and, you know, the bubbles start to kind of flood the city, things like that. But one of them, like, causes an explosion, which causes all the bubbles to now, like, concentrate into Tokyo, but, like, also encases the city of Tokyo in a bubble while, like, the, it stops in the rest of the world. And a lot of, a lot of bubbles going on here. Right, so basically the city is just kind of this no man's land. All the all the buildings are dilapidated. People live there, but it's primarily like they they remind me of like the Lost Boys from Peter Pan, right? It's basically just a bunch of like orphan kids, people who had nowhere else to go, but also like scientists who are inside the bubble, you know, trying to research and explain how it happened. Will it happen again? You know, looking at weather trends, shit like that. So, Cody, when you've got this, you know, these ruins, this kind of, again, a no man's land, uninhabitable area, what what do you think the best thing to do in this area is? Uh, Gee, Chris, maybe go exploring. I don't know. Well, you know, close, because what happens is the kids that live here, and most of them are kids, again, it's where a very Lost Boys kind of vibe, they form parkour teams and they have parkour tournaments called battle core as a means for supplies it's how they it's how they earn their keep or how they get food water and shit when cody all they got to do is walk out of the fucking bubble and just go to an island they can go to fucking mcdonald's or they can go somewhere else they can leave the city of tokyo and go get some actual fucking food instead of having to like jump across fucking broken buildings and through uh, and on top of stray bubbles and damn near kill each other for some rotten ass water dude ah uh, chris i i think i had to mute because i was laughing um like if, this like and that's what like if the whole world was like this 
I fucking get it. Yeah. But they made it very clear that it's just the city of Tokyo that has this bubble. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe they're trapped inside the bubble. No, you can come and go as you fucking please. Yeah, you can just leave Tokyo at any point. Yeah, you can just go. Like, a lot of these kids are there because, like you said, they don't they really... want to be there. Like, yeah, they, they're choosing. Like, some a lot of them lost, like, relatives and family members and things like that in the, t- the bubble explosion that happened at Tokyo Tower. Um... But like you can, like you can go. Like if I if if there's like a natural disaster and like you know ruins my house or something, like I'm not gonna just sleep in the like in the front right. yard. I'm gonna go right. like, get and, a hotel or something. Right, and even if like you know it, you know it sucks, right? I understand people process grief differently. But if I lost my family in like a natural disaster, I would not want to be around that. I would want to remove myself as far from that area as quickly as fucking possible because I wouldn't want to be surrounded by the memories of that. Now again, again, people process grief differently and that goes for our main character, Hibiki, who is the star parkour talent on the Blue Blazes. (laughs) What in Blue Blazes, Cody? What kind of fucking (laughs) name is that? Uh, All I pictured was like Owen Hart. With our, what do they say? With our blue blazes, we're gonna burn it down or something. Yeah, we're gonna burn it down. And I was like, "Fuck you! This is so stupid." So, but our main character is a young kid named Habiki. And truth be told, I didn't realize he had like a hearing sensitivity. I, I honestly thought he was just autistic, you know, because he he's very introverted, doesn't really talk to anybody, doesn't really he just kind of does his own thing, just wears headphones the whole time. You know, big, like, autistic vibes, right? And I'm thinking, that's cool. That's absolutely fine. You know, maybe that's just the source of his... Uh, yeah, because he's, like, the best of the best. Like, he is he's insane at this whole parkour game. And, um, like, during, during, like, one of the tournaments, like, he, like, saves one of his teammates and basically just, like, wins the whole goddamn match um, against the... Uh, I don't remember the name of the team they're playing against, but because they're all fucking forgettable yeah. except for the uh, the morticians. There's like the red lobsters. Oh, they're even the morticians yeah. are fucking. They, they sound like the fucking teams from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, like, we got the blue blazes, the green iguanas, the fucking red roosters, or whatever the fuck you want to call. And the best like, part is like none of the teams matter, and like hardly any of the competition matters, in my opinion. None um, of them. None of this matters. And it's so wild that this is like the crux of the story and the reason why they're there. And it doesn't matter. It's not fleshed out. Yeah. At all. And there's like vortexes in the ground, like that they can fall in, but like you never see yeah. anybody fall in, so you don't know what the vortex even leads to. It's just right. like. And it, you just see it like sucking pieces of the city in. And I'm like, if I'm watching this, this hole, this whirlpool that's bright fucking purple in the middle of the water that has flooded Tokyo from these bubbles. Um, I'd be walking my ass through the big bubble and moving on with my fucking life. Yeah, I'm not um, parkouring, <laughs> dodging yeah, these, parkour. these these gravity anomalies as they're called here on the wiki page. Exactly. Like I'm good. Exactly. And there's yeah, like like fuck? trains are flying into these things and like the remains of skyscrapers and like it's just not a good place to be. But these people choose to stay there when they have a boat that can leave at any time. Exactly. So, you know, after this whole thing, he att- there's a there's I guess like the the central tower in Tokyo. Um, our main character Hibiki hears the sound of somebody singing. Um, so he wants to go parkour his way to the tower to find out what's going. That's the thing. Everybody, nobody fucking goes anywhere without parkouring their way there. That's oh yeah. Like, like that's how they get around. <laughs> yeah, like they're walking they, to the microwave and they got to hit like a quick flip. You know. <laughs> that's right. They got they got to flip out the window, come around through the neighbor's window, flip over the ceiling into the wall, fucking burrito parkour. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's literally how it feels. <laughs> that's exactly how this feels. So as he's heading to the tower, he believes he sees somebody up in the tower. Um, but actually, um, every they, they, I want to say the ground collapses under him and he ends up falling in the ocean, where I want to say he's it looks like he's about to drown. But Cody. Some bubbles form around him to form the shape of this young girl who, I don't know if you noticed it, the form that it takes is very similar to the form on this poster that's right across from the bubbles. Which poster are we looking at here, Chris? So so there's a, yeah, right, there's a lot of posters, but um, there's like a poster with like a girl on it where the bubbles start to form, and it takes the form of this girl who's on this poster, or at least half of it, because half of the outfit, because her her outfit is like two halves, and half of it is the same half uh, uh, that's on that poster. I don't know if you caught that or not. Me. 
me see if I have the right poster. Are you talking about the one that's just like here on the wiki page? Uh, no, 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 not this poster. Just a poster inside the movie. Um, there's a girl oh. on a poster that's like on like oh, the yeah, subway yeah, yeah, yeah. underwater. Okay, okay, my bad. I, I was I was thinking yeah. too outside of the box. You're talking about actually in the movie. Yeah, she like looks. Yeah. Like the bubbles like look at like a like a billboard type thing, and yes, she be, and kind of becomes that that image. Exactly, and basically these bubbles uh, these bubbles form the shape of a girl, and um, basically she comes to the surface and basically saves Hibiki. He comes to this girl is there. Um, she doesn't really know how to speak. She's very awkward. She's like bouncing around. She just can, naturally knows how to do parkour because that's what bubbles know how to do. Um, definitely, she's not human, and it's very obvious from the others uh, that she is definitely not human. But she's she's learning, and uh, Habiki names her Uta. Um. And it's because um, basically her and Habiki share this same song in their head. Yeah, like he he can hear it, and he has these like I can't remember. It, it, he doesn't have complete hearing loss, but he has hearing ultra sensitivity. Is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, he's like um, Daredevil. But he names Uta Uta because mm-hmm. Uta means song in Japanese. Um, yep. And she yeah, like so, hum. She, he like hears her like hum and sing the song, which is not really like a. Like lyrics, it's more like a bum 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 bum, like like a yeah, it's like a little tune, and you get this really cool moment where she's humming the song, and they do this crazy like parkour number, right? Oh boy, like everything everything turns into like parkour. It's not like how you got and you got served. Everything just turns into a dance battle. This is this is that, but with parkour. Everything that goes on, it ends with somebody jumping from one area to another, but with some sort of flip or twirl involved. Yeah. And there's no, there's no, you suckers got served line, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Which it's just parkour. Which might have made the movie. Um, but yeah, they, they start like training together, and unfortunately, Chris, I think a lot of the time that they could have spent telling a better story, um, kind of gets um, pushed to the side for like a ten minute parkour scene every so yeah, often. Mm-hmm. And like, and they they reference the Little Mermaid a lot in this movie, as far as like. Like her wanting to be human and trying to understand what it is, but she, you get that vibe that, well, she definitely can't be part of this world because she's not even fucking human. She's not even a shape. She's literally just a, a mass of bubbles. Yeah. And like you see her, like she's studying books and uh, she kind of yeah. takes a liking to Makoto. Um, not like as in like a relationship role, but as more of like a, like a parent figure to her um, because Makoto is mm-hmm. the scientist on. And so she's, like, intrigued by this girl that just suddenly appeared. Um, and so she's teaching her, and, like, she ends up reading her, like, basically the story of The Little Mermaid. And, like, yeah. Uta's, like, you know, studying, like, she's starting to learn how to speak a little bit. She doesn't really talk too much, even after learning. Um, but they really start to lean heavily into The Little Mermaid, which I kind of roll my eyes at, because I feel like we've just had this story so many times. Um yeah. And I, I mean, I'm all for adaptations and things like that, but I don't know, man. I'm just the Little Mermaid. I'm good. I, I after Ponyo, I'm good. I got the Little Mermaid. I got Ponyo. I, I don't need any more. I'm good. I'm I'm all set on mermaids. And it, and it reminded me of the movie Belle, which if any of you guys have seen, came out um, earlier this year, at least in the states, came out earlier this year in theaters. Um, where it was telling like a pretty good story, had awesome animation, and then it like. Took a sharp left turn and just became Beauty and the Beast, and I was just like, "What? The what? fuck, man? You worked, you worked so hard to build this new world and all this stuff, and like now we're just now there's cups talking and fucking wardrobes yeah. talking, and there's be a our guest, be yeah. Our guest. <laughs> yeah, I'm like uh, parkour to the test. Yeah, like and and that's how it felt with this. Like I thought we were getting a, a unique story, and then it just leaned real hard into the Little Mermaid, and yeah. like. And, and I, I want to talk about this too, Cody. Like they, they, you know, they're doing like their schooling. Like you know, they got this scientist Makoto who's basically in there, like you know, like studying the vortex. But it seems like she's almost like educating them as well, like almost doing like almost like some homeschooling type stuff. Yeah. And they're yeah, learning definitely. about vortexes, how oh, vortexes, there, that's the the shape of life, and it, you know, it it combines and breaks down. Like they're trying to go for these like really deep scientific, philosophical, like real deep ideas. 
but it all just ends up being rhetorical and just nonsensical by the by the end of the movie. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's rough. It's really really rough in that regard. Um, and sadly, there's not really much else to tell. They you know they have the big parkour match where the morticians who are like the villains of the movie basically kidnap Makoto and they got to challenge him to parkour to get her back. Oh no! It's, it is um, like it is like a cartoon villain. Uh, got like fucking old fucking snidely <clears throat> whiplash up yeah. in this bitch. Yeah, these guys are wearing like the purple and black clothes, so you're like, they must be the bad guys for no reason. Oh, and they got <laughs> the cheat the boots. They got the boots, Cody, that let them cheat. Dude, yeah, they got the fucking. They got a sponsor from outside of the bubble oh, to. No, that's what I'm saying. They fucking left the bubble and got these fucking rocket boots and came back in yeah. because they Cheaters. have the goddamn <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like fuck, dude. So nonsensical. But what, you know, what was course, the point of even kidnapping? her there's like no point to it and it's not like she's restrained God, they don't have her like cuffed or like tied up with rope or anything next to the fire because she could have just left whenever she, <laughs> she could have just to. left <laughs> well this was fun guys i'm gonna I, <laughs> yeah i'm gonna leave I'm gonna now go back to my boat now yeah there was no like it's not like they beat her up and took her it was just like oh they took her she's just gone now okay got it <sighs> yeah and then like but so they, like, so they save her. They beat the morticians, the, the bad guys. Yeah. Um, and but there's like, also this thing, and you see it twice throughout this movie, where Uta, <clears throat> she can't come in contact with Hibiki, or like whatever part touches him will just dissolve back into bubbles. So first she has like bubbles on her hand, then her whole fucking arm dissolves because they do this because they do the crazy move where like, the morticians they fucking. They fucking hurt them, hurt all the blue blazes into like around where like the vortexes are, which makes them it hard for them to jump away because of the gravitational pull of these things. So, but you know the morticians got their rocket boots, so they're good to go. But they, uh, uh, but uh, Uta starts you know doing her little hum, and she's able to fucking parkour away from it. And uh, one of the other main characters, uh, fucking I, I call him, he looks like Axel from fucking Guilty Gear. <laughs> has like the long hair and the he basically does the old the old boosterino and fucking lifts Hibiki up and then those two have their big parkour moment and yeah. um to get to get there at the end um um Hibiki has to grab Uta by her arm and fling her over while he grabs her arm and her arm dissolves into bubbles but she gets to make it over and and the next day he discovers that she doesn't have an arm and uh, yeah they're really 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 trying to, to pull on our heartstrings here but at this point we just don't give a fuck yeah they do basically like the Anybody that's seen Advent Children, the Final Fantasy movie, they do like the where they're throwing Cloud up to Bahamut, and they just everybody just keeps jumping and like throwing each other farther, and like that's essentially what happens in this in this match here. They're just getting Uda mm-hmm. to the top. She gets the flag, which of course saves Makoto, but like you said, her arm begins to kind of dissolve into bubbles. Um, yep. And yeah, from here on out, Chris, the movie really. Uh, it gets fucking weird. It gets really cool animation-wise. Um, yes, I will I will definitely agree to that. But I couldn't tell you a single thing that's actually happening. Because now all of a sudden, like, <clears throat> Uta goes to the tower, and now yeah. she has a sister there, and the red bubbles are bad bubbles. Uh, there's there's clear bubbles, and then there's red bubbles that want to stop, that want to basically bring Uta back and get away from the humans. Um... What is happening? Yeah, I'm not sure. We get like, and we not only do we have while that's happening, <clears throat> we have like the, the largest amount of product placement I might have ever seen in animation. Um, it, it, this was clearly sponsored by like, Coca-Cola because there is like Dr. Pepper. Dude, there's Coca-Cola. Everybody's drinking a different flavor of Fanta. Like before mm-hmm. a character says a line, they have to like chug a two liter of Coke, and they're like, "Oh, dude, that was awesome!" Hey, Uta, <laughs> like, Hell like yeah. go to the kid Always. that they go to the kid that's just rip off Naruto. Like he's a blonde kid with goggles on his head who's short oh, and doesn't have parents. I'm like, that is literally Naruto Uzumaki. Uh, <laughs> all these kid, all these kids are just so stereotypical, <laughs> and it's like you know you've got your tr- the tropes are so heavy. They're hot and heavy in this movie. Yeah, but so, of course, our boy Hibiki, he realizes that Uta's gone. He's like, I bet you went to the tower. So he goes to the tower, and of course, like, a vortex is, like, sucking in half of the world, and 
you know, it's getting worse. And then like, it's like, and uh, Makoto's like, oh my God, it's just like five years ago. And then like the bubbles start falling again and they're going to sink the rest of Tokyo. Um, at this point, you just, how you just walk through the fucking bubble and leave, huh? Yeah, which is what their plan is. They're like, we got to leave Tokyo now. And he's like, no, I'm going back to the tower because he fell from the tower. And, that, and then, like, they rescued him, and now he's like, I'm going back. Um, but it, And then it just becomes, like, this weird, like, him and the whole team, and Shin even comes in to help, who is, like, kind of like the dad of the group, I would say. Um, yeah, who, which, was, by the way, I, was I also have a like, problem with... Yeah, we're gonna... I, I have a... First of all, Chris, you have your gripe about Shin, about him being, like, this sudden parkour master. Yeah. Um, let's not forget, Shin is like the guy that's organizing these parkour matches for food for these kids, which is just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I don't know, it's just, <laughs> why are we having parkour, ma- why, why, why isn't everybody just getting their their slice of the pie and then everybody's okay and they can all survive? And Yeah, and like, why can't Shin just like, oh fuck, why don't we just leave the bubble and go to Domino's real quick and <laughs> get these kids the whole fucking... Each thing on the menu, if you order at least two, it's like five ninety nine. Yeah. You could feed all those kids without them having to damn near kill themselves. Yeah, I don't. And he's the organizer. Like he's the one that's so dumb. He's like the so who, who is it? Roger Goodell. Like he is Roger Goodell of the parkour league. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's there's no need for it. There's just no need for it. Um, yeah. But then like so we get this final like super parkour scene, which is. Chris, in my opinion, way too fucking long. This thing is like... Oh my god. Dude, like the last 25 minutes are us getting to Uta. Like, and I mean, the animation is fantastic first. But like, there's no... It shouldn't have lasted... Dude, it lasts forever. Like he goes to the tower and like when he finally gets to the tower after like falling like 10 fucking times we see like him as a kid when he was at the tower because he was there when the bubble exploded and then we get to see like a flashback because he doesn't remember much. We finally get a little bit of story where you know him as a kid with this hearing issue that he had he touched this Mm -hmm. bubble because he could hear this song being sung and it turns out that I guess I don't know if that was Uta but Uta's the one that saved him because when he touched the bubble like the sister went crazy yeah like the explosion happened and then he was saved by Uta's bubbles. And so that's how that yeah. happened. Um, eventually he gets to her, and like the red bubbles are attacking him, and he's like dodging the red bubbles because he knows parkour. Um, yeah, they, they made it, they kind of like, it almost started to feel like really like shoehorningly. And then, and I'm noticing this a lot about a lot of modern animes. They really like to try to like shoehorn it in to be like, oh, this is like a video game. You gotta dodge this. You gotta do that. You gotta. It's just like, God damn it, dude. Yeah, it's like a um, like an act. What are they called? Not active time. What are those scenes called in Resident Evil Four oh, where you gotta like mash time, the button? Quick time event. Yeah, like a quick time event. Like it feels like Hibiki's just going through a bunch of QTEs. Yes. To get to this girl, absolutely. who is just dissolving into bubbles anyhow, and he like runs off with her body, and you get like really cool animation, but then she just like. Basically, she just dissolves into bubbles, which, it, like, in the original, like, OG Hans Christian Anderson Little Mermaid, like, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in that, she still, like, is able to, like, come back. Um, and this, she just dissolves and basically is, like, you know, meeting you, Hibiki, made it worth it. And then she just goes away, the bubbles go away, the tower falls, like... And then, like, the world starts to unflood. Like, um, yeah, and then they just go back to fucking doing parkour. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah, the, the parkour teams, like, they still do their competitions, and, like, but Japan's, like, starting, like, there's construction, and, like, the flooding's gone down. Like, everything's kind of starting to turn back to normal, and he's just, you get, like, the sense that, like, Uta's, like, there with him because you see a bubble as he's, like, you know, flipping through the air and all this stuff, and, like, I don't know. That's just kind of pretty much how it ends. It wasn't a good story. Um, no, it really, really wasn't. And it's unfortunate because I, I, I was really, really excited about this one. I had a lot of, and I, again, I think, I think my expectations were probably a little too high on this one. Yeah. See this, I went in with nothing. I, I knew nothing about it. Um, but like in the opening line, he says mermaid, like we get a glimpse of her saving him. 
mm-hmm. like appearing before him. Um, so I was like, immediately then I was like, okay, we're leaning into the Little Mermaid. But then the parkour competition started, and I'm like, maybe not. What? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't just maybe maybe I didn't get it like the philosophical stuff as much because I didn't, or maybe it just went over my head. I don't know. I just everything was yeah. so good except for the story, and most of the characters sucked. Also, um, with the exception of Makoto, because she's the only one that. Had a real reason to be in this town. Um. Exactly. Yeah, so there's a lot of missteps here. Um, probably not something I'm gonna be uh, really, you know, beating down the doors to watch again. Yeah, I think I would. I would highly suggest anybody like who's getting into anime or like wants something to watch. I'd be like, oh, you should watch Bubble, the animation. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You can literally mute the TV if you want to, but the music's pretty good. You know, you get an intro by Eve. Um, mm-hmm. who Eve did like does very popular in like animation, like making music videos and things like that. Um, did like the first, I believe it's the first intro to Jujutsu Kaisen, which is not our favorite. Um, it's the one that starts off slow and then it gets better as it progresses. Yeah. Um, yeah, just has some decent music and obviously some of the best animation in the world. Like if it's coming out of Wit Studio, you know for one, at, at the very least, you're getting good animation. Oh. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. You you can't deny how beautiful it is to look at, but ugh, beyond that, it's just it's just not worth. It just ain't worth. Yeah, and they try to make like the ending like kind of like heart wrenching, I guess. But like, I I don't know these people. This this girl barely talks. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like nothing that we have. Habiki, who's like the quiet kid who barely talks, and then you have Uta, who's like the girl who just doesn't know how to talk so it's like i don't know it's not that i don't have like a, a real good connection for it and they it seems like they're trying to like force the romance side of it into it Very like much you said so. they're kind of shoehorning it in um it ain't great not my favorite um if it was anime if we were ranking just in terms of animation it would definitely be like top five that we've oh, watched um yeah in terms in terms of rankings let me pull up our rankings here um you have any idea where you're gonna put this one chris Oh, uh, yeah, I'm putting it under Demon City Sinjuku. Oh, that's low. Yeah. That is low. Shorty got low. But, uh, okay, so it's above My Hero World Mission, right? Yeah, it's higher than World Mission. It's right between World Mission and um, Demon City Sinjuku. I just I just did not have fun with this. Yeah. Um, and that's a shame. It's very much a shame, because I, I really wanted to like this one. I really, truly... Honest to God, son of a bitch, and no, no pretense. I really wanted to like this movie. Yeah, Chris, I think I'm going to put it even lower on my list. Yeah, I'm going to put it under World Heroes Mission. Um, you know, World Heroes Mission, uh, as disappointed as I was in that, I mean, it, it, it told a story that was pretty easy to follow. Um, yeah, it was definitely World Heroes Mission. Yeah, man, that's tough. That's tough. But uh, I, 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 think World, I think World Heroes Mission knows better. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I, definitely. I that's that's why that's why I'm definitely uh that's why I'm definitely putting it this above because I think World Hero Mission definitely had uh it, it's one of those things like you fucked up and you should know better than to fuck up like that. Whereas that's fair. maybe but you know maybe this one had that same thing. Maybe the studio there was something I don't know. This is tough. That's why they you know they're, they're I'm going to leave them where they're at for for the time being. Yeah, that's fair. No, I think I think that's fine. It's just I don't know. Maybe I'm just becoming a simpler person, and I just like a, a good story. Maybe something original. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I re- I'm here in the. I'm here for the story when it comes to anime, because like anime is always gonna. Anime for the most part is gonna. It, that's what they're supposed to do. Man, they're supposed to tell you a good story. It's a medium that is ripe for storytelling, and I feel like so often they just get wrapped up in trying to do like the high spots. Um, and again, maybe this movie just isn't for me. Maybe if I was a parkour guy, I'd fucking love this anime. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I think it tried to get... I don't know. It's almost like when a, a Ghibli movie gets, like, super whimsical, but, like, there's... feels like there's more meaning to it. Like, there's... We're just doing parkour for no reason. Yeah, I, I, there, I felt like there was no... No... No hidden meaning, no between the lines, no, like no lesson to be learned from this other than if other than fucking learn parkour and then you can play with the blue blazes and don't don't pop bubbles apparently 
Yeah. Turns out they're just gonna fucking ruin the country. Um. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. But I hate to say, I hate to hate to sound like a cynical asshole as I always do. I often do when I'm reviewing new anime. This one just it just wasn't good, and I hate to say that. I really do. I, this one this one hurts me the most. Yeah, because you were you were excited. I mean, you were suggesting this earlier on before we could even nominate it for like yeah. a poll. Um, yeah, because I, I you know I, I discovered these you know or you know you turned me on to these amazing movies, and you know and I just feel I feel like and I'm learning every day, Cody, that modern anime is just such a mixed bag for me. Um, yeah, because I think maybe I'm just out of tune with with the culture, but. For every like good new anime I've watched, there's probably been like two or three that I don't like. Like for example, you know, not to bring up Jujutsu Kaisen, but it is it is probably one of my least favorite modern animes. I would much rather watch My Hero or Demon Slayer. I would watch all those episodes again before I go back to watch any previous Jujutsu Kaisen. But I'm putting an asterisk next to that because that that show has a lot more room to grow and will probably grow on me. But right now, no. Um, but that's just kind of what I'm saying. I, there's, there's, I, I, I think I'm just missing the boat on a lot of this new stuff. Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen, I definitely enjoy, but I do agree. Like, at, as for right now, I'd rather watch My Hero. I'd rather watch Demon Slayer. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, and I'm going and I'm going back and watching a lot of really um, old animes, and I'm also like watching some like anime YouTube channels. I don't know. There's one I've I've discovered recently that I really like called Bonsai Pop. Oh, never. Um, I like I like what that I like the shit that guy's peddling. Um, he watches a lot of classic anime, but reviews it and talks about it from a very modern perspective. Um, it's really really cool. It's a really great YouTube channel. I highly recommend anybody out there to check it out. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that um, out. I don't know if I've I might have already checked out a video because sometimes before we do a review, I'll watch some like shorter reviews just to get what like mm-hmm. you know maybe I didn't understand something or like. Maybe they can explain it right. quicker because you know, Chris, we're just two rambling fools here. We're not. Well, right. We're not. Too, we're not we're, the experts here. <laughs> right, but we're also looking at anime from from a very like I enjoy the medium lens. Like I'm not trying. I'm not out there. I'm not out there to be an anime critic. I'm just out there to watch anime, tell you what I think about it, and if you agree with me, awesome. If not, you know, make your own judgment. But I will say, like, and, and the, if I if I wasn't doing this podcast, I don't think I'd be watching as much anime as I am, and I'm honestly enjoying anime more than really any other medium right now. Yeah, I agree. Just because I'm getting introduced to a lot of really cool characters. I'm going back and discovering some old favorites. Um, so I'm having a really, really good time with it. So. Yeah, I'm definitely watching way more anime than I ever would have. Um, I probably would have watched, like, the Shonen stuff, like Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, yeah. Um, but like bubble probably would have slipped under my radar for yep. quite a long time. Um, yep. And I know I wouldn't have ever seen Promise Neverland. I wouldn't have given Demon Slayer another look. Um, so yeah, there's a lot that I would not have looked at. Yeah. And you know, of course, Bubble's still like I st- I still think it's worth one watch. Um, just for the animation. It, it it is worth a single watch. Yes, yeah. I think it's it's an hour and forty minutes. You're not uh, while the story isn't good. You can you won't feel like you've wasted an hour and forty minutes. Yeah. Like this movie is a is a hard six. Yeah. I I, 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 I think six hard might, six out of ten. Six yeah, out of ten. Six might be being nice, Chris, but you know. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's, it's on its best day. You know, you you've had a couple beers, you're you're staring at it from across the bar. <laughs> uh, yeah. You look at it like, yeah, I'd fuck that. And then you just uh, <laughs> kind of how you look at it <laughs> oh man what a way to end it um but yeah that is that is our review of bubble um not our favorite definitely worth at least one more um yeah and of course next week we're gonna be covering fireworks which came out in i believe 2017 mm-hmm. yeah 2017 um i you know as long as it doesn't lean into a disney film i'm, I'm probably here for it right so far, the two newest animated films I've seen were Bell and Bubble. Bell leaned into. Well, what's going to happen is Cody. Uh, fireworks is that going to be just a modern retelling of Aladdin? Okay, I am probably here for that because I love Aladdin. So yeah, I love. Who doesn't? Yeah, like even when I watched. Um, I don't know if you've seen Moggy before, Chris. Oh. Another animation. I think they're all on Netflix. 
Um, mm-hmm. It leans into like Aladdin and like Sinbad and things like that. Oh, like, yeah. And not quite like the same, obviously, but like there's genies and Alibaba, and I'm just like, hell yeah. You know, I, I, I can get down with this. Um, I'm in. No, as long as Fireworks doesn't lean into like. There's no animated movies. Know. Just make a make a make your own thing. Like, Bubble had its own thing for a little bit, and then it like went to Little Mermaid, and then not so much, and then Belle went from a really good premise to just fuck it. Let's just do Beauty and the Beast, and I'm I'm just I'm tired of that. I I want to watch yep. something new, something fresh, something like a new idea, and you just stick with it and tell a story. And if it flops, it flops. But you're not you're not like. You don't have that fallback plan of a Disney film or a exactly. or a book written 200 years ago or however long this damn Little Mermaid was oh, written yeah. ago. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to fireworks. Um, and then of course after that we're going to be covering uh, Spirited Away. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously we know that's that's a grand slam. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm really excited about uh, Demon Slayer. Even the Mugen Train yeah. parts because there's like more with. Um, Rengoku. Rengoku, thank you, Chris. I knew you'd be there for that yeah. name. Cause I, yes, that's yeah. my boy, that's my boy! <laughs> um, and then, obviously, the entertainment arc, like... I, oh, so fucking good. Still so never, good. I still haven't seen it, but I, I just Jesus hear... Jesus Christ! You know, one month from now, I'll be watching it, so... Um, God damn. I can't wait to watch it with you, man. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, so our, our polls will return on the Mugen Train arc episode so you guys have any suggestions you guys want us to watch um movies shows anything like that just leave a comment on our twitter or our facebook you guys can follow us at shonen and suds you guys can just message us straight up on facebook or twitter yeah do it uh we read everything um so any 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 suggestions you guys want us to check out um we are we're all ears and uh as long as long as they don't turn into a disney film i'm fine i'm fine um Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, Chris, I'm going to finish this margarita and uh, go yeah, get if, you another Yeah, one. if you guys are oh. listening to this on, on Cinco de Mayo, um, get out and get yourself a margarita. You know, be safe, of course, but you know, treat yourself. Right. Um, yeah, that's, all, right. that's all I got, though. I'm Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams, and we will see you next time on the Dusty. On the Dusty. This movie sucks, and what do you think? It wasn't for me.